he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because we are just happy that you're here, guys. Yep. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys. Let's creep. Okay, so I don't understand how this keeps happening, but we have another update about the Clayton paternity scandal. He keeps taking to his social media to give updates. We have to do our due diligence and cover what he's at least saying. So I'm going to let Clayton explain this one, and then we'll discuss. All right, let me make this short and simple. Update time. Um, This individual that was supposed to submit a sample, their second sample, after the first sample came out, it's a little to no fetal DNA. They were supposed to submit a second sample yesterday. It was confirmed they never showed up and submitted a sample. So I wanted to put that out there so everyone's aware. They never showed up. Beyond that, I found out this morning, this individual sent me an email last week uh, and and showed me the ultrasound video. Um, I already had my suspicions because, again, I already knew that this was not real. Um, And this morning I found the YouTube video that this woman ripped the video from. So she took the ultrasound from a a YouTube clip from six years ago. That is also confirmed. I put them side by side. They are the exact same video. This is the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. Um, I just ask that people cover the truth at this point. I've lost out. I just got a call call this morning. I lost out on another speaking engagement. I've lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. So hopefully the truth will now get out and save me. Wait, that's insane. I didn't know he was like losing jobs and money from this. Which is kind of crazy because it's like if you're a brand to drop someone like Clayton over what? Potentially having sex and fathering a, baby? a kid? Like yeah. it's not really like that scandalous in the grand scheme of things, but um okay. This story is so wild though. I guess the only way for him to truly even believe that she's pregnant is for him to go with her to the gynecologist and sit while she gets an ultrasound. And then that'll at least prove that she's pregnant. That doesn't mm-hmm. confirm that it's yours. But right, like right. baby steps here. We gotta like But it seems like she's not even pregnant because she's ripping an ultrasound video from YouTube to send to him and be like, this was from my doctor's appointment today. Yeah, according to Clayton, yeah. I, so I have I told you I have heard that she's apparently going around to anyone that's talking about this. So like we are speaking solely what Clayton is putting mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, so I guess I don't know where we go from here. I'm just feeling really bad that Clayton is dealing with the repercussions of this once again. Fake yeah. Clayton strikes once again. I'm just trying to like figure out what is this girl's motive? Like to get money? It's like if you're going to try to trap a man with a fake pregnancy, like I don't know, maybe pick someone more rich if that's your goal. Like I it's just like why Clayton out of all people to go after, like, go after a billionaire or something, like, normal. Like, True. Clayton just said he lost brand deals. He's lost tens of thousands of dollars. I don't think he's, like, the guy who's going to, like, bankroll your life if you, like, trap him into believing that he has a kid with you. This reminds me of that iconic Kourtney Kardashian line when people were questioning if Kim was using oh, Chris yeah. Humphreys for publicity. But I think if she was going to do it for publicity, she'd pick someone that people knew. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Fair point. So I guess we have to wait again to see where we go from here. But this has to end sometime. This movie has to come to an end. How is it going to end? This is We're at a cliffhanger right now. Well, I guess it kind of did it, right? Because he's saying the first test was no fetal DNA present. But I guess what we were talking about last episode, like, does that mean, like, no, you're not the father? Or is that inconclusive? No, you're they not need pregnant. more evidence. Or she's not pregnant. But the fact that they asked her to show up again is leading me to believe maybe that means there just wasn't enough, like, cells to compare. Sometimes, like, when you get blood drawn or whatever, they're like, oh, actually, we need to do it again. We didn't get enough. But the fact that then she didn't show up for the second time is leading me to think maybe then this can be case closed. I don't know. I don't even, I don't even, I like can't get into this girl's brain and really figure out like the thought process. If I was trying to trap a man by pretending I had a baby, I would just do it so differently. Perhaps she should have come to you for advice first. Yeah, honestly. We're at the cliffhanger of the movie and we'll have to see what happens next. All right, moving on. So if you were on TikTok or Instagram over the weekend, you may have seen some videos that yours truly created. I uncovered that they did just dirty on this past episode of Bachelor in Paradise. We're gonna do our recap in a little bit, but first we need to talk about these shady as fuck edits. So in the episode of Bachelor in Paradise, we see Jess talk 
talking about how bloated she is the whole time. Jess herself made a TikTok video basically poking fun at the fact that she's talking about being bloated on TV. Someone comments on the video and says, I need to know if you really said it both times you got pulled or if they did you dirty in the edit. She responds, the second part. So I'm like, oh, well, if she's saying that, we can easily prove if that's right or wrong. So I went back to the episode and pulled both clips, and they are the exact same clip. And Mm -hmm. conveniently, her back is to the camera both times. So they could do whatever the fuck they want. I feel like this time around, I've been like particularly aware of like, anytime you don't see someone's mouth move, you cannot guarantee that they said it. When like, Rachel was talking about Tyler, and it was like, something, something, something. I want to go on a date with him. And then of course, like, you know, Rachel and Tyler get together and chat and then they don't end up going on a date. And we'll talk about Mm. it more when we get to the recap room. Sorry guys, I'm in the wrong room. But um, (laughs) it just, is it just me? Are we just more aware of it? Or are they doing this more? I don't know. I feel like we may be more aware of it. Yeah. And that maybe if we went back to like older seasons, Mm. now that we're so educated, we'd be like, wait, there's more things that we didn't even notice the first time around. True. That's possible. It's just crazy that like people take things at face value though. Like there were people that I saw comments online before I discovered this loading edit Mm -hmm. of people being like, why did Jess keep saying it to everyone? That was so weird. And it's like everyone takes everything at face value and no one ever thinks like, hey, Maybe I should, like, give this person the benefit of the doubt. Totally. And I guess, like, why are they doing just dirty like that? Like, it just feels like unnecessarily making her look, like, weird and bad when she didn't even do that. Right. I'll put the clips in here so you can hear the two audios side by side. But basically, Tanner pulls her and says, like, oh, I love the blue, her bathing suit. And she said, thank you. I was bloated, so I I put on a Mm one-piece today. That makes sense in the context. Like, he's complimenting her bathing suit. She's saying, this is why I chose this. Then when Tyler pulls her, he says, hey, how are you doing? And she says, I was bloated, so I put a a one-piece on. Like, that just doesn't even make any sense. How are you? I'm good. I was bloated today, so I put a one-piece on. I love the blue. Thank you. I was bloated today, so I put a one piece on. So is it like ABC didn't have any filler conversation there, so they just put that again? Or I think they try to be savage. I think they try to be funny. They want you to talk about why is just talking about the fact that she's bloated. I agree. I think it gets people talking and people are like, whoa, why is just saying this? And that's good for them and it's good for the show. Agreed. It's just like, it reminds me of the Josh with the pizza thing. Like they kept showing him eating pizza and moaning. But like they would take moans that he said he did one time and then put them over other times. And everyone's like, why is he moaning all the time? And it's just, we're on to you now. We're on to you. And it's just like, if there was better content on the screen, I feel like they wouldn't have to keep like pulling these like cheap, weird things to get people to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Make a better show. and we'll Like talk. literally make a better show. And then maybe you don't have to like Frankenbite some poor girl talking about how she felt bloated. So she put on a one piece bathing suit. Like that's at the end of the day, not what I care to see on my TV. Sure. And it's not the only thing that I clocked them editing about Jess in this episode. So I'm going to play the clip. But basically she says the exact same thing about Tanner and Blake. I think she actually said it about Tanner, but I'll let mm-hmm. you guys decide for yourselves. Blake's so attractive. Like I don't like I don't believe it. I'm Tanner. So Hello, Hello. Tanner's so attractive. Like I don't like I don't believe it. In the actual video on my TikTok, it's not even just the same audio, like it's her on camera. Like so you see her. It's just Blake and Tanner, you don't see them, like you don't see when she says those. I mean, I guess it could be either guy. We don't yeah. actually know who she's talking about, but in the same episode, like you don't even realize that that's, you're putting the same line twice in the same episode and people aren't picking up on it. It's just wild to me. Sloppy. Yeah. It is really sloppy. It, it's sloppy. It's lazy. It's cheap, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I just think they could do better. They could. Speaking of Paradise, though, so Kat apparently took to Twitter not threads, and posted something again about Brayden, but she's since deleted it. But the Instagram account Ash Talks Batch uh, screenshotted it, so thank you, Ash. And then this is what she said before it was deleted. This is about all the backlash she got for, I guess, being insensitive to Brayden by moving on 
Mm-hmm. Then going on a date with Tanner. She said, did I check in with him prior to the date? Yes. Did he tell me he was fine with the situation and then say other things to others? Yes. Did I validate his feelings? Yes. Did he gaslight me for validating his feelings? Yes. Did he have toxic responses when I tried to explain my feelings? Yes. Was that very triggering for me? Yes. Did they only show the part where I finally got frustrated as if it was the whole conversation? Yes, capital letters. Mm. And that was taken down. Probably because she she probably got a little text from production being like, hello, you cannot expose us like this. Clearly, it just like looks better and it's a better narrative for them to cut out the part where Kat goes to Brayden and is like, hey, I'm going to go on this date. Are you okay with this? And make it seem like she's just ignoring him because that just escalates the drama. Like that was the drama for this whole episode, that and that girl trying to poop. And it's just like, this is what we have here, these two plot lines. And one of them... I guess both of them maybe are fake, but it's just kind of like, all right, you can't trust what you're seeing on the show, guys, because it's just, they're just going to push it to be what they want it to be. Like the whole time when I was taking notes about the Paradise recap, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe Kat isn't saying anything to Brayden. Right. Right. And then turns out, oh, she actually did. They just cut it out from the episode because they literally had nothing else to talk about. Which is just kind of crazy. All those people on the beach and you have no other plot line? Or they just wanted to villainize Kat. We need to get into the recap room. I know. I feel we're like in the we're, wrong room. We're in the wrong room. I feel incomplete to mm-hmm. be... Re- we can't start the recap. Before we go into the recap room, though, did you make chicken piccata in honor of Susan the other day? I did. And if you guys want to see what it looks like and how good it looked, I posted about it in the Facebook group. I mean, in general, I cook chicken piccata just about once a week because it's actually a really easy dish. So I was so excited to hear that like Susan likes chicken piccata too. And Susan from Golden Bachelor, by the way, if you guys yes. don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. A member of Askin, if you um, aren't familiar. And not only do I make chicken piccata like once a week, I make them in my Hexcled pans, which are honestly like really, really great cookware. Pots and pans can be really intimidating because there's just like so many different kinds and you're just kind of like, what's good? What's not good? What's nice? Oh, these are so expensive. Are they worth being expensive? Oh, should I get the cheap ones? So I think just like knowing like a good solid brand to go with is really helpful. And I want to tell you guys about Hexclad. Hexclad's 13-piece set is perfect to transform your kitchen overnight. It features a full collection of their most popular pots and pans and even a hybrid wok. So basically, whatever you're making, this 13-piece set has literally every single thing that you can need. Not to mention, each and every piece is backed by a lifetime warranty. For a limited time, our listeners get 10% off your order with our exclusive link. Just go to hexclad.com, H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com slash she's all batch. Petit, let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. Okay, I'm in the recap room. Where are you? I'm right here. Sorry, I was getting the boom box because I wanted to put mm, the music to set thank the you. mood. Okay, turning up the music. Almost paradise. We're on. Okay, guys, once again, I have been pleased with this season. I know that it's been getting mixed reviews, but I found myself like thoroughly entertained the whole time. Okay. I guess my question for you is, do you still feel the same after like the conversation we just had in the creep segment, knowing that like the main drama of the episode was fabricated and fake? Um, Honestly, yeah, that definitely changes things. I mean, I don't know why, because I I like to think that we're obviously very aware of this shit, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think for a second when I was watching that Kat was being like totally screwed over. Now hearing that like there were conversations that were completely dropped, I was like, duh, why didn't I think of that? But like, nonetheless, I want to be entertained at the end of the day. So I don't necessarily care. Is it entertaining to me? Then great. Mm -hmm. I'll keep watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. Um, And I I do think at least with this, they did a good job of fooling us. Had Kat not said that, I would have thought the whole time that like, this is exactly how it went down, especially because they had shots of like, Cat getting back from her date and like walking directly past Brayden and ignoring yeah. him. Like they had little moments of where you could see an interaction should have happened and then seemingly it didn't. So I will give them this. They're not always amazing at editing, but in this sense, I they tricked me. So I, yeah, they totally got me. Let's start at the top of the episode. So of course, the episode starts off with Brayden admitting mm-hmm. that like he's all in on Cat and nothing can ruin this for him. And it's always... We said this last week, like, I sure hope this doesn't happen. And then the thing just happens. Like, they always set up scenes like this. So right as he's saying that, Tanner walks in and everyone's like, you know, have hard eyes for Tanner. Yeah, I think it was 
obvious that like I'm sure Kat had expressed to production that Tanner was someone that she was interested in hence why like things played out the way they did do you think though that they had maybe like met or talked before because I just Tanner and Kat yeah I got that vibe I feel like they very quickly like instantly clicked and it was peculiar to me. I remember looking at her face when he walked in, and it was the face of someone that sees someone they recognize. Mm-hmm. Granted, first of all, I don't know when that face actually was because I can't trust anything I'm seeing. True. That smile doesn't mean that that's what she smiled to Tanner. Yeah. But I remember seeing her face, and I'm like, oh, that looks like someone that's seeing, like, a friend. Like, oh, hey, that's oh, my mm-hmm. friend, Tanner. You know what I mean? But again, who knows? Yeah. I can't believe no one was talking about how much Tanner looks like Blake Horseman. I was talking about it to myself when I was watching. Oh, you didn't what- talk about it to me. No, I didn't talk about it to you. Just when he walked in with a date card, at first second, I was like, wait, Blake Horseman is coming back to give a right. date card? That's crazy considering what we know about Blake's journey on Paradise. I literally mistook him for Blake for a second there and okay. then realized, oh no, it's Tanner. So I'm on the same page as you. Okay, good. Are we the only ones, guys? Like, is were other people saying this? Because sound off in the comments below. I was Seriously. kind of shook by that. We find out that Tanner is Jess's number one, which is mind-boggling to me because when you have the cream of the crop, Jess, I don't get how you have another number one. Although, I need to go back to a previous conversation we had while we were talking about hottest guys ever from the show. I feel like mm-hmm. we dropped the ball on one. Who? Grocery Star Joe. Oh, yeah. Despite so your issues with him, I would physically, say he's probably, though, he's physically, by far, is probably the best looking person from the show ever. Yeah, we've really dropped the ball on that one. Wow. Well, I was, what was I doing? I guess I was creeping or something. I was looking on something online and something with Joe and Serena came up and I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot about him. Like, he's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Very, very beautiful. So I would put him at the top of the hot pyramid, but, you know, Blake's right. He's right there. Second line. Yeah. Um, So we find out that Tanner is Jess's number one, but Kat goes on a date with him anyway and doesn't hesitate to say anything to Brayden or Jess. But again, now I'm not sure. Right. I want to now, knowing what we know about the whole Kat situation, rewatch the sentence where Jess is kind of like, cause doesn't, she says at one point, maybe it's in an ITM. She's like, yeah, like me and Kat are like really best friends. And like, she knew Tanner was my number one and went on a date anyway and didn't say anything. But I want to rewatch that now and see what words we see come out of her mouth and what is like maybe a shot of something else and opportunity for Frank inviting. Right. That's a good point. Cause I was just going to say, well, Jess says it herself that Kat didn't come to her. But again, we don't know when she actually said it. Is her back to the camera? And right, exactly. You know what I mean? So, gosh, this is a different recap now due to that creep segment. So thanks, There's Kat, for helping no us out. Way to know. Yeah. My next note of my notes is Jess keeps telling people she's bloated and that's why she's wearing a blue one piece. Like, girl, just say thank you. Again, another thing that I don't actually feel anymore. She said it. Right. She was bloated once. Granted, you probably didn't need to say it anytime. But she probably was just nervous. Like, he complimented her bathing suit, just say thanks. Yeah, but I think if that's how she was feeling in the moment, that she was like, yeah, no, I was bloated, and that's why I did wear this. Like, I think that's fine to share, you know. Sure. But you rocked that blue bathing suit, too, so there's no reason, there's no justification needed, Jess. Well, I feel like what I've learned as a girl, just a girl in the world sometimes, is like, whenever you feel bloated, only you (laughs) see it. You know what I mean? No one else sees it. So, like... But you feel like other people can. Like, you feel like you're, like, 10 pounds heavier, but to no one else does it look different. Right. So keep that in mind, girly pops. Yeah. (laughs) Girly pops. Girly pop girl bosses. Another weird conversation that came up is Blake saying he only eats protein from birds and just thinking that he... That means he eats pigeons. I will side with Jess on this one because that was Blake's way of saying, like, I just eat, like, what? Chicken? Chicken like and that turkey. Was, sure. But just I just forget chicken was a bird, low-key. But just say, <laughs> but just say, like, I the only protein I eat is chicken and turkey. Like, wh- who says the only protein I eat is birds? I mean, I, like, knew what he meant when he said it. I knew what he meant when he said it, but I was like, that is such a weird way to say it. So I, act, I side with Jess on the fact that she was, like, really confused by what he meant. And he's like, yeah. think about this for a second. Like, try to figure it out. And she's like... Oh, I thought you meant you ate pigeons. What would what would be another word that someone would use for like just chicken and turkey? Poultry? Is turkey poultry? Yes. Or like 
why are we talking about what type of protein do you like? How does that come up in conversation? Well, because some people, especially if you're like healthy, I feel mm-hmm. like they like to only eat like chicken or turkey because it's like leaner. They're not going to eat beef. I think that's what like the sentiment he was going for. Right. I mean, I guess it's just never come up in conversation in my life. So I can't relate. About what but, types of meat you eat. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think anyone's ever been interested in what types of meat I eat. But like, you know, maybe I need to branch out a little bit more. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that a chicken is a bird? Like, if you showed me all these animals, you're like, which one's a bird? I don't know if I'd first be like, oh, chicken. It doesn't look like – they're just not the same as, like, a pigeon or, like, a real bird, you know? It's just different. A chicken is a real bird, Jackie. Well, I don't think so. All right. Well, so then we move over and Tyler shows up. Mm -hmm. What I thought was crazy is that Rachel admits she'd be interested in rekindling things. I was, like, really shook by that. But are you going based off that one sentence where she was like, and I would be interested to go on a date? We didn't see her say that once again. Oh, my God. Especially because then they ended up totally not going on a date. So I was very much getting the, like, friend vibes. Yeah, okay. It's just one of those things where it's like, so we crazy. can't trust anything here. I really, I, I can't trust anything or anyone. Once again, love isn't real. The world isn't not. real. We're in a, what's it called? A simulation? Simulation. Oh, yes, we are. Girl, yes, we are. Don't get this me This is really crazy to recap it this way because I feel like every single thing that happened We're unsure if it actually happened. I'm going to go based on like what I thought in the moment of watching it. I was shook that Rachel said she'd be interested in rekindling things with Tyler. I just don't get how that works. I also think it's really funny that like I get a kick out of when guys are on the show vying for one woman, they like will do anything in the world to get this woman. This woman is on the throne. Mm -hmm. And then once they're not the bachelorette anymore, like they don't really care all that much. So I think it's just so funny to see the juxtaposition of Tyler on the show wanting Rachel more than anything. And then Tyler can easily go on a date with Rachel and is ops not to. I just think that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we talk about this a lot, though, in that bachelor or bachelorette bubble that really has you convinced that this one person who's the lead, like, is the best person ever and you, like, need to be dating them. And it kind of, like, triggers their competitive aspects as well. I was also kind of surprised when Tyler didn't pick Rachel Because they really did seem like they had such a good little rapport, but maybe it really is just, like, they went through, like, a really crazy experience together, and so, like, they're obviously always going to be, like, connected and good friends. I don't know. Now, knowing what we know, it did give off kind of friend vibes. Like, she was, like, Mm -hmm. when he pulled her, she's like, I'm so excited you're here. Like, it was very much, like, brother-sister. Totally. makes sense. But Tyler ends up taking Mercedes, and once again, Will is sad boy. And I feel for Will. I don't know if um, Tyler and Mercedes will really become a thing. I don't know if I really saw like a hu- a strong connection on their date, but I guess we'll see next week. I actually think Mercedes is a better fit with Will. Quick side rant though. So I know each season they always bring on people that maybe you didn't necessarily get to know on their actual season, mm-hmm. like a night one person. Yeah. I don't know when Mercedes went home, but definitely early on. Mm-hmm. I think this season... The girls who you didn't know as well have been really delivering. Like, I really like Mercedes, and I really like Olivia. Like, I feel like Olivia is funny as fuck, and she's been doing Mm -hmm. such a good job narrating. And those are, like, Olivia is someone I wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup prior to this season. So, like, sometimes I don't get when they give, like, night one people a second Mm -hmm. chance. And in this case, I was like, okay, good job. I think these girls are doing a good job on the show. Like, I'm very entertained by them, despite not knowing them prior. Yeah, no, I agree. It's nice to get a mix. And I do think, yeah, it's good to just get people that are like, like clearly have a lot to offer and big personalities, but we didn't get to see on the show. So I agree. Mm -hmm. It's nice. We move over to the next storyline, which is Sam is constipated. She hasn't pooped in nine days. They actually show like a flashback clip of her being at the rose ceremony and she has to hold it in. Like she's like, I was sweating. I felt like I finally had to poop after nine days of not pooping. And then by the time the rose ceremony was over, I didn't have to poop anymore. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I hated the storyline. It it was giving like Ashley and Jared, why am I watching Ashley farting in a room? Oh yeah. Type vibes. And again, it's just like, guys, you have nothing else to talk about that it's just like this poor girl trying to get a poop out. Like, I <laughs> I, I guess I, I care for her health and well-being and like want her to get that done. But 
it's just kind of like a weird thing to be focusing on. I just think about like how uncomfortable you probably are in Mexico, nine days backed up, sweating, crabs running around. Like that is the last place I would want to be feeling that way. So ugh, I feel for you, Sam. Basically, we're left off. Like we don't get an answer, but the doctor says she has to either poop by tomorrow morning or he has to deliver a poo baby. Yeah, which I don't really get how that works. Well, let's not even go into how it works. That could just yeah. use your imagination, guys. Um, <laughs> True. Some things are better left not discussed on our TV. And maybe that's one of them. Yeah. And then the final storyline focus goes to then Kat and Brayden. Mm -hmm. And this is basically what we've been talking about the entire time, that everyone is pissed at Kat for basically not giving Brayden the respect of, like, one, talking with him prior to going, mm -hmm. two, talking with him when they get back, being sensitive to his feelings. The way the show portrayed it, though, this is paradise. They were talking like Kat is the only person on planet Earth to have ever done this. This is what happens on this show. You're dating right. someone, someone else comes down, you go on a date with them, and then the guy that you left has to fucking move on. This isn't the first, and it won't be the last, and they were, like, very much villainizing Kat. Like, she's so evil to be doing this. Especially knowing now that she did talk to him before. Because that was my biggest gripe in general. Just being like, okay, you, come on. You owe him a conversation before you go on the date. And maybe when you get back to check in. And if we know that she already had a conversation with him before going on the date, I kind of think it's fine. Like, sorry, she likes Tanner more. And the fact that everyone on the beach is also kind of fueling this fake narrative, once again, makes me very untrusting of the whole situation because everyone's like, oh, God, that's like so horrible, 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 horrible. But you all know she talked to him before going on the date. Like, we don't know that as the audience, but like... Uh, if what she's saying is true. It's true. Like, I mean, this is... We're going Which off I of a, to believe a deleted it is. tweet. Just because, like, to not say anything to him is, like, psychotic behavior. Very, very mm -hmm. cold. Very, very cold-hearted. So I'm just kind of, like, I find it very hard to believe that on national television she wouldn't think that, like, the polite thing to do would be to have a conversation with him. She doesn't have to, like, you know what I mean? Like, if she still likes Tanner more, like, she's perfectly within her right to then, like, move on to that relationship. Mm -hmm. But I find it very hard to believe that she wouldn't say anything. Right. I just can't get over the whole narrative of, like, just last night she was holding Brayden's rose and now she's going on a date with Tanner. And it's like, it's like yeah, yeah that's, how that's the show. That literally every single person does this at some point in the show. Mm -hmm. Unless you get married. Unless you're Jaden Tanner, the other Tanner. Like, it wasn't that crazy to me. And then, like, even when uh, Jess and Kylie pull Kat aside. Well, first of all, they tell Kat that uh, they need to, like, talk to her about something. And Kat's like, let's go. Let's go now. And then she, like, aggressively takes them mm -hmm. and they go sit on the beach. That gave me Regina George vibes. Like, she was not okay with the fact that people were saying something. And she needed to immediately rectify the situation. They go mm -hmm. and sit on the beach. And, like, Kat kind of does back up this deleted tweet because she says she's like I didn't do anything wrong like doesn't she say like I did talk to him or like I don't know if she explicitly said if she talked to him or not in the moment when I didn't know that she had talked to him before I'm like she's being so unnecessarily defensive which is making her look guilty but if she had actually talked to him then maybe like the huge defensiveness is warranted because she's like guys what the fuck like I tried to do everything right Mm -hmm. Why is everyone still coming for me? So, I, oh, yeah. I, I wrote down a line that Jess tells Kat. She said, I don't think that you being upset that he's hurt is going to serve you a good purpose. And what I interpreted that to mean is this will not be a good edit for you. Like, wake mm. the fuck up. There's cameras rolling. Right? Yeah. So I think she's, like, trying to help her friend. Like, girl, just act like you care about Brayden a little bit more because it's going to mm -hmm. do you a favor. Yeah. I, that's how I interpret that, too. So what do we have, like, next week? We find out if Sam finally shits. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Groundbreaking television. Right. Oh, John Henry comes up. John Henry. He's a guy from, I don't know what season, probably maybe Charities? I don't know. Someone's mm -hmm. season. But he went home very early on, too, and everyone was confused why he went home so early. I'm going to... Just Google okay. him real quick. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember what he looks He's like He's really now. cute. John Henry. Oh, it's Charity. Yeah, so he's very attractive, but he went home either night one or two. I 
very early on. And I remember people being confused why he went home because he's very attractive. And apparently he ruffles some feathers. It looks like he may have his eye on Kat as well. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Kat's a hot else? commodity. She is gorgeous. Like, I feel like I just look at her face and I'm like, how is it so perfect? Yeah, she, I, her skin, I remember from her cheek seasons. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what is to come next week. Sound off in the comments below. What do you think about all of this lying that we're getting from the producers? Do you care if Sam poops or not? Let us know. Have you ever been backed up for nine days? Sound off. I've once had to take one of those drinks. You know that drink? But if after nine days? Oh, I don't know how many days. But, like, I've had to take one of those drinks before. It's, like, red. Do you know what it is? No. Have you ever been constipated? Once. And you're, that's it? Yeah. Well, oh, once, my gosh. So, wait, this may be. When I was a kid, like, my my mom had, like, these, like, vitamins that she would take. They're, like, chocolate-flavored. And they weren't, like, bad for someone else. They're just, like, calcium, like, supplements, I guess. And you just, like, take two. and But they tasted like candy because they were chocolate-flavored. So, one time oh, I no. ate, like, literally the whole thing. I was, like, a teenager. Um, and was super constipated, <laughs> couldn't poop for like a couple, but it was only a couple days. But I do, I just remember it very distinctly because I had gotten a new straightener, like, or like my mom had bought me a new straightener and she literally was like, you cannot have this straightener. Like, I'm not giving you this <laughs> gift until you poop. Oh, wait, when you're telling this story, I'm picturing you being like five-year-old Jackie sneaking into no, the cabinet. I was like, you're maybe- saying you're a teenager? Why are you a teenager Yeah, I was like, maybe this? in seventh grade. Because they tasted oh. good. It, they, the little vitamins, the calcium supplements tasted like candy. Well, I remember definitely going into the cabinet and when I had the chewable vitamins, like definitely going oh, yeah. and sneaking all so the reds. Good. Like I would go and like take out all the reds and eat like 10 at a time before my mom caught me but I didn't get constipated from it so Mm -hmm. I lucked out so lucky but then I finally got the straightener and it was like you know how like well especially like in middle school and high school like having like pin straight like having a good straightener and pin straight hair was like oh yeah all the rage and this was like a nice chi straightener remember those were like really big no hot tools probably Remember Hot Tools? Mm, it was like the no. original straightener was Conair, and that was a piece of shit. Shit. Everyone like the had- metal hot. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You had to put water in it, and it would make steam. It was horrible. And But that's yeah. all that was on the market, guys. If you're mm-hmm. very young, you know that now there's tons of different straighteners. But us elder people only had, like, one kind. And then yeah. after Conair, it was Hot Tools. And then after Hot Tools was, was Chi. Chi. The Chi was the best one. I have I a Chi right have now. I still have a Chi, I think, too. Yeah. It's the ceramic that really just, like, is better for your hair. Right. Chi, sponsor us. Or Hot Tools. Not Conair, though. We don't want anything to do with you. Okay, but if Conair wants to send us an email about it, a different product, maybe we'll consider right. it. Right, if you have anything They're else, a huge brand. We're not knocking all of it. Especially since we were scammed, guys. So Right, guys. We, we need to make up the lost money from right. that company. Do we want to give an update on any of that? I don't know. Do you? you? I feel like you have all the updates. So we basically told you guys we'd give you an update on this brand that scammed us if there was any update. And basically, the video that I made on Instagram has over 50,000 views. <laughs> a lot of people are upset about what the brand Goss did to us. They still have their comments disabled and you can't tag them in anything still. I don't oh. know how much longer they're going to do like, what is it? Like a, like a, what's it called? Like <laughs> what's it called like a stick up well, well people like a, are like this is a stick up but i don't think that's the right <laughs> phrase for this situation a standoff um, standoff uh, standoff standoff okay that's it yeah like this is a stand i don't know how long they're gonna keep this like standoff going like i feel like we're on each ends of like well right because as soon as they let you comment again like the thoughts are going back in <laughs> like, <laughs> right? let's go guys prepare for to go back in once the gates are open yeah, i will let you know when the gates are open also what happens to all the comments that were already there like can they, they deleted delete them, them? Yes, can they, they deleted them. Um, They're gone. But I didn't know that you could delete comments that other people leave. Are you kidding? If I just yeah. wrote, like, Jackie's a loser on your page, you could delete I it. I could delete it? Oh. Yes. Then, yeah. like, what's even the point of commenting if everyone I mean, really. can delete, you know? Let's move on because we have the queen, Katie Thurston, on the pod. Mm-hmm. Shall we move over to our interview with Katie? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, we have Katie Thurston on the pod this week. She needs no introduction, but Katie, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. This is a long time coming. We're so excited to chat with you. 
Thank you so much for having me. Glad I could finally be on. Yes. And now she's going to be on F-Boy Island. So she's coming back to our screens again. So pumped. When does that come out? October 16th on CW. Ooh. Stream it for free the next day on CW. Or if you're in Canada, it's uh, City TV. Nice. Wait, why did I think it was um like Netflix? It used to be on HBO. And so okay. what's really right. exciting yeah. is with it being on CW, it's free, whereas HBO had a paywall. So I think there's going to be a lot of new audience members this year who haven't seen it before and are going to be tuning in. So I'm super excited. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Um, but we obviously this isn't your first uh, reality TV moment. You started. We're going to go back to Matt James. Who did you want to be The Bachelor when when you were auditioning to be on the show? Um, you know, I don't remember my mindset then because when I applied, I had applied because it was Matt, you know? Oh, Matt, okay. Yeah. I'd applied one other time before, uh, it was actually Nick's, it would have been Nick's season, but we didn't know it was Nick at the time. Oh um, at the time I thought like Ben was great, but obviously he had, you know, somebody and I think Chase was like a front runner for who they thought would maybe be a lead. Mm -hmm. Literally that feels like I don't even know how long ago that was. It feels like a lifetime ago, but yeah. Yeah. So when I applied for Matt, I did it intentionally for Matt because no one knew who he was, which made it feel kind of more organic versus mm -hmm. us following someone's journey from bachelorette and now becoming a bachelor. Well, you um had the the one-on-one -on -one date with Matt where you like Tyler Cameron was involved. Like, didn't you like do a prank with Tyler on Matt or was it a prank with Matt on Tyler, right? It was with Matt on Tyler. It was a hidden camera. Uh, right. Yeah. Did you or anyone else in the house like also maybe have interest in Tyler though? Because if I was on the show dating one guy and Tyler Cameron walked in, it would be hard for me not to also want to look at Tyler. I personally didn't have that mentality. Maybe okay. the other women did. I, I will say Tyler's a lot bigger in person. Like we we know he's a tall guy, but like he literally is like a giant in person. And it was it was kind of crazy to see him, you know, in front of me. Is Matt not also like incredibly tall? Like I picture them as like literally two giants. <laughs> Matt is very tall, but Tyler's like body proportions, like he comes off like a like a football player. Oh, like ooh. just like everything's just extra big. I don't know. Nice. Okay. How did he <laughs> smell? I I didn't notice any sense. I don't know. Okay. But uh Yeah, our, that's like a running joke with our listeners, like what Tyler Cameron probably smells like because someone had seen him in an elevator and they're like, oh, he smelled good. And we, it's like a running thing. We keep wondering one I'm day convinced. maybe we'll find out. It smells, he smells amazing. I just know it. <laughs> um, was that actually your vibrator? Um, no, it was, it was brand new, like never been used before. Who bought it though? The producers. <gasps> so that, that's crazy to me though, because I would think that it at least was yours or at least you packed it. So did they come up with the idea? That was a collaborative effort. And so that's the one thing people misunderstand is like, you ha can have all these ideas of what you want to do, but it has to be greenlit. You know, it's going on yeah. television, it's going on ABC. And so we had this idea. We didn't know if it was going to be okay or not. Um, and once it got approved, they overnighted an Amazon find <laughs> and we made it happen. They How did that conversation like start? Like, was it you kind of bringing up like, oh, like I'm very sex positive and like to be open about my sexuality or did they kind of come to you with the idea? Like, I'm like, how does that conversation even? Yeah. Spark? So I was originally cast, I think because of like my TikTok that I had at the time, which was very um, humorous and, and talked about sex and kind of that, um, that open dialogue, but in like a fun way, you know? And so you really have to make a big first impression you know, on night one. And I figured I knew there would be a possibility that the fact that I had a TikTok following could be like used against me. And so I wanted to go in somehow bringing it up like from the get go. And so it was like, here's this little bit with me and this vibrator, you know, and then later we had a conversation about like, where did that stem from? Like, well, let me explain everything, you know? Um, so there was definitely like strategy behind it of like, let's start with like, so upfront conversations. Like, yes, I'm very open online about like, sex but in like a funny way yes i have a tiktok following but yes i am here to date you you know and right um obviously it worked out you know up until he sent me home but did you ever think that you would maybe have a future with matt or so i i truly did like the <laughs> thing that people don't realize is like in your first time going through it you you feel like you're on track 
Like you're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is how normal dating is. But what you don't realize is it's not normal dating. And so when I became bachelorette and started making my connections, I remember laughing at, you know, old Katie and being like, oh, sweetheart, you had no chance with Matt. You were so (laughs) friend zoned, you know, and even watching it back and watching his stronger connections, like with Rachel, I was like, I stood no chance, but I thought for sure I'm going to go to hometowns with this man. Right. How soon after you leave Matt's season is ABC calling you for Bachelorette? You know, I don't really know like what their strategy is because I was told to like, you know, I'm being considered, but I know a lot of girls were told they're being considered. So I don't really know if they're waiting for the the public perception, if they're mm-hmm. seeing who is single by the time I think March comes around. Um, because truly my official announcement was with Michelle on stage. Like when reality Steve had leaked that I was bachelorette, I hadn't even signed anything. So it was just like, am I bachelorette? I don't know. I haven't signed a contract. So it's, it's very, it's very like up to the wire with, with how they make their decisions. So what do they tell you? Like going into that night, like we're going to announce the bachelorette. It may or may not be you. Um, I'm trying to remember. This is like so long ago. You knew it was you. Well, by the time we filmed AFR, I'd film my promo, but then okay. I find out that Michelle is there as well. Okay. And so then that's when we decided oh. to announce we are the the bachelorettes. Okay. That I, I did want to actually ask that. Like how, how did they tell you about Michelle, but you didn't know until very last minute. So yeah, I was in the hotel and I got a text from Michelle, but it, you knew she was like, like she must have had a feeling too because she's like like hey girl can I FaceTime you and I remember being with a producer and being like she's like I don't know I don't know what to do like am I allowed to tell her I'm here like what's happening you know and and so finally they like had no choice but to kind of just be transparent with both of us about like whatever their plan was and um so then I was like all right I guess everything's out in the open now okay did you ever think that they would do like a double bachelorette like how they did with Gabby and Rachel when it was going to be you and Michelle um I don't think that crossed my mind. I think, I think when we were told, I knew it was not a, a dual situation. Like yeah. I knew it was, it was going to be me going in first. Also such bullshit that they've done two women. And then with you guys, you had the dual um, announcement, then Britt and Caitlin, they had the double first night, but like, where is it on the other side? We're, I would love to see it on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just trying to see, you know, what sticks and what works, you know, it's a little unfortunate because, you know, when I got to be bachelorette within like a year, there were already three new ones after me. And so it's like my, my little moment, like kind of (laughs) came It's like, bye Katie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. You, you become the bachelorette. Obviously we know like who your front runners were. I'm so curious though, if Blake didn't show up mid season, do you think you would have gotten engaged to someone else that season? Um, it's hard to know because I know people always speculate on like my connections and, and Greg being the real, you know, winner. Um, Greg and Michael would have definitely been, if Blake wasn't there, like a top two. The tough part with both of them is I remember um, filming with Greg. He came off a little um, like insecure or in his head. And so I thought, how is that going to translate into the real world when we're like in the spotlight? You know, that was my concern. And he was East Coast. Um, but we had conversations about me, you know, moving over there because he's so close with his family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also Michael who was very transparent with me in that he probably wouldn't propose at the end, even if he, like at that point we thought he'd still be there. Um, and so I knew if it was going to be Michael, there's a chance of just walking with a boyfriend, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a little disheartening. It's like, I went through hell to yeah. walk away with a boyfriend, right. you know? Um, so, you know, obviously like things happen the way they did. So it's hard to know, like, an alternative universe, what would have happened, but Blake showed up and Blake was obviously my choice. Right. Good choice. Um, but Justin was your final two and he wasn't in the two that you just mentioned. The hard part with Justin is, um, we had a great connection, but you know, with his family not being there, it was just hard to feel, um, validated in our relationship. You know, like you want to know how, how do we mesh as a couple with your mom and dad, with your lifestyle, you know, and, so with the friends being there, it was great. I loved meeting them, but it definitely kind of um, set us back a little bit in terms of like, I'm in that in that mindset of bachelorette, I am there to get engaged and make a very serious decision. Mm-hmm. And with Justin and his family not being there, you know, it just felt a little 
I don't like a missing piece that I needed to make such a big decision. Can we talk a little bit about like your final fight with Greg, not the AFR one, but like when you guys broke up on the show, um, I'm curious if there was like a piece of the puzzle there that we didn't see as viewers, because I feel like that was right after your guys hometown and something just like so drastically switched within him. And I feel like as a viewer, I'm like, wait, but like, where's the disconnect here? Like, what did we not see is basically my question. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's so much that happens. And what's really unfortunate is, um, in some ways I feel like I was just as blindsided as viewers. And I remember being like, I'm going to watch it back and I'm going to have more understanding mm-hmm. and, and watching it back. I didn't. And that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember when we had our our first disagreement during hometowns, um, of course, we then have to go our separate ways and I had to continue on, you know, doing all the other things. And I kept asking, like, how's he doing? Can I see him? And of course, they're like, oh, he's fine. And no, you cannot see him. You know, so I'm thinking truly the night the the hometowns, I truly thought he was just drunk. I was like, oh, he's just, you know, people have a, a switch, you know, mm-hmm. that's truly what I thought. And I was like, he's going to go to bed, sleep it off. And we're just going to go right on track. And then when he knocked on my door, of course, you're just like, oh my God, like it's never good when a guy knocks on the door. So no. you're like, where's this going? Because I feel like as a viewer, I was always kind of feeling like Greg was the front runner the whole time. Did you feel like once he had gone home that like you had to kind of downplay that relationship because you then were like engaged to Blake? Sorry, my cat is trying to go. No, you're fine. Oh, hi. Wait, what's the cat's name? I feel like I know the cat too. This is Tommy. I was going to say Johnny. Yes, Tommy. I knew that. Johnny's an ex. (laughs) Um, No, so so truly it was up um, all the way up to the point where we're talking the overnight situation. And at this point, Greg is still there. And they're asking every, like literally felt like minute by minute. They're like, who do you want to go first? Who do you think you're going to pick? And I really like held off, you know, up until that, that decision of an overnight because I do think the order that you go can really make or break a relationship. Wait, they asked, they, they let you. Yeah. I'm like, to- it's crazy to hear that they were asking your opinion on the order. Cause I feel like other people get kind of like sabotaged with the order selected for them. But maybe that's what they were trying to do to you. The to see what is, say. I, I only had one, so I can't, I don't know if they would have allowed me to go with the order I picked or right. if they would have. Who was your, what was your order? Um, Blake was first. I I knew it was going to be Blake before any overnight with Greg. Okay. So at at that point you thought you were going to be picking Blake. Yeah. Okay. But wait, so when you were breaking up with Greg, were you in the back of your head? Like, oh, well, this doesn't actually matter because he wasn't my person anyway. Well, I was, like I said, I was very open up until the last minute and things can really change in an overnight, you know, like mm. in terms of how, the cameras are gone. No one's there yeah. helping you anymore. You know, yeah. you how much are you drinking or not drinking? What are we talking about or not talking about? You know, mm. so like I knew anything could change, you know, but um, I was still very upset that um, Greg was leaving. Um, and then there was the conversation of, you know, letting Blake know and then being like, I know he's leaving, but like, don't feel like a default, which unfortunately is something him and I continue to have to live forever because people have their opinions and that's just the way it is. Was that ultimately what led to the downfall? Of Blake and I? Mm-hmm. No, I would definitely say it was the location. I mean, he was in Canada during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Long distance is hard enough as is throw in a pandemic and travel. Oh, yeah. East coast, West coast. like, And then he went to Africa. It was just like... It was just so many things were stacked against us. And that's what's I think hardest is, you know, when you get engaged in like the spring, you can't even be in public until it was like early August, I think was the finale. Um, so there's all these months of like fresh relationship that needs so much nurturing and foundation and you can't even be together, you know, unless they coordinate this little secret, like two day sleepover. Right. So aside from the two day, like um, happy couples, they call mm-hmm. them. How much time did you actually spend as an engaged couple, given that it was COVID, different locations? I mean, I did I did go to Canada and he came to San okay. Diego. So we we gave it a shot. I mean, we went to New York together. I mean, we really gave it a good, okay. a good try. Um, but there was just like this moment that just felt like it didn't feel like an engagement, it didn't feel like a fiance. You know, it, it feels very foreign at times, you know, when you get off the show and you're off and it's like honeymoon high. 
of this mm. like fantasy world. And then you're like, okay, this is our real life now. Like how often are you texting me? How often are you FaceTiming? How often are we seeing each other? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just tough when you live in another, you know, state, country. So I think from all of that, I've learned long distance in general is just probably not going to work for me. Right. And you had an interesting situation where you ended up dating someone that you sent home. Was it night one with John or night two? It might have been week two two? or three. So would you agree that the show maybe doesn't set you up for success? Because clearly if you had gotten a chance to know John on the actual show, surely he would have stuck around longer. Don't you think? Uh, No, I chose to send John home because during the show, I remember talking to him and it felt very much like an interview. Like some people are just very uncomfortable Mm. in a setting like that. It's not normal. You're you're on a a speed date, but you have like 15 people watching you. It's and then you have like guys about to interrupt. It's very unnatural. And some guys can very much thrive in that environment. Sorry, my cat is getting tangled in my (laughs) Tommy. Get out of here. He's like, you guys are talking about John. Stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in that environment, some people do really well and are very comfortable. You know, like Andrew, I think, was great on the show. Michael was great on the show. Um, John just didn't come off uh, who John really is in the real world, you know? And right. so when I moved to San Diego, he got to be a friend. He actually hung out with Blake and I. And so you get to see people in like this different setting when there's not this like pressure of like, but do you think you can get engaged at the end of this? Right. One more question about John, and we've kind of asked any guy from your season who was kind of involved in this, we've tried to ask them about the, was it 12 days of messy or 10 days? 12. 12. 12, Okay, sorry. 12 days of, I guess 12, Christmas, 12 days messy. Okay. Was your intention in doing that, like, as a way to kind of build up hype to like announce your relationship with John? Because that's kind of what it seemed like to us, but I always wanted to know what was going on from your perspective during all of that also you gave us so much content that week and i know that was that so like ma- made our podcast for like three weeks yeah oh my god you and everyone else owe me like a dollar we'll, we'll send you a check for <laughs> sure <laughs> um no so when i came up with that idea john and i weren't even like like a thing or like official like like he was definitely there for me during like my heartbreak and now like alone in San Diego. But I remember talking to my friend Stefan about like the list and the songs and Taylor was Taylor Swift was releasing like a new Mm -hmm. album at the time or like a re-release. And it was just like really meant to be like very lighthearted and fun. And overall it was, you know, like the guys would be like DMing me like, am I day five? What's my song? I'm scared. Like everyone is very much like included with the exception of like obviously Blake and Thomas. Well, Blake Uh, got it. Wasn't Blake one? Like, well, that? no, but I mean, like, included meaning, like, oh, in oh. on the joke. Like, chatting like, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, as each day went by, we're also getting very close to um, a Christmas party, a big Christmas party, the ball um, that, you know, John's going to be at, I'm going to be at. And at that time, again, John's very new. And I'm like, you know, John, like, I don't really want to be, like, dancing with you at this party. I you know I it's just too much. It's too soon. But then as we're getting closer to the end of the 12 days, I was like, you know, I'd rather own my own narrative than like someone start a rumor because they see us like brushing hands or dancing or kissing, you know? Right. And so in some ways we announced that we were together early because I was like, I'm not going to have, you know, the media speculate things. So I was like, yep, John and I are talking. We'll see where things go. And so he became the announcement at the end, which was like, this was never meant to be a 12 days hard launch to John. Like that was like a last minute decision. Even Greg was like in and out of my list of like, do I, do I not, you know, like. Wait, I wanted to ask about Greg. I'm like, why was he not all too well, 10 minute version? He has to be. He was, was, right? I was just trying to move on at that time. Like, obviously, like I just had my ended engagement. Um, I was dealing with, you know, the backlash of Thomas's song, like they, like 12 days of messy was getting messy. And that was never like the actual intent. What um, was Thomas? Thomas and Becca got mad, right? Thomas was oh, I knew right. trouble, mm. which he I mean, was trouble on the show. It's fine. It's, him and I <laughs> talked and the thing that I've, I'm learning and I'm always like growing with what it's like to be this like public person mm. is like, I can have my own agenda or intention, but 
you have a million people watching you, his account, the internet, you know, and you have to really think from multiple angles. And mm -hmm. I wasn't doing that with him. And so as much as it was like, oh, well, naturally on, on that season, you were kind of like this villain, haha, this is funny song. Um, I'm not putting myself in his shoes, realizing the online bullying he was receiving of people who are really taking his edit as like truth and right. face value, you know, because mm -hmm. he's really not, he's not some villain guy, you know, like on yeah. the, on the show. Sure. Great. That, that ended up being his, his character. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just learning a lot about like bachelor nation and how uh, intense people are and, and how some people just don't have a, a, a grasp of like real reality. Sure. Wait, with Thomas, quick segue. Didn't you say like your bachelor audition ends tonight when you sent him home? Was that uh, a given to you? No, no, but it was definitely something like we had talked about. Like I was getting so frustrated with how much time this Thomas thing was taking because mm -hmm. there was a point where he was very much like a top contender. And then it got switched and like things kept getting delayed because of Thomas this, Thomas that. And, you know, I was like, you know what? He's wasting my time. I'm going to waste his. That was my mentality filming. Right. You know, that so makes sense. Okay. So before you, before we see you on F-Boy Island, you went and filmed Bachelor in Paradise mm -hmm. for a cameo. What can you tell mm -hmm. us? Because is it what? not a cameo? Oh, you can't say? No, I can't. Like, there are certain things that I'm still, like, you know, contractually, I cannot say. So, okay. I am there at some point for some reason. You'll have to find out. But I do, I do film it first. I do go in single. Um, as a bachelorette, past bachelorette, I do have certain pull to make things work for me and to allow me to do both F Boy Island and Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Um, you did say, though, in that interview that maybe seeing Blake strummed up some feelings that you didn't know were deep down there. Is there any chance that something could reconcile? I mean, of course, like Blake and I were engaged. And as much as people want to speculate on how real or not real it was, Blake and I know our engagement was very much real. There was a period of time where we were very in love and very happy. And there was this. I don't know, unresolved emotions, I think, that surrounded both Blake and I when we saw each other on the beach and we got to kind of figure out what that means for us. Hmm. Okay, well, and it's hard it because you can't in. say it because we have to watch Bachelor in Paradise and we have to watch F-Boy Island. So mm -hmm. there's a lot until we get answers. So we're going to have to have a part two. Tell us about F-Boy Island. How, Alon Gale is the creator of the show. Mm -hmm. So did he pull you over there? Like, how did this come about? Yeah. You know, I don't know what conversations all happen behind the scenes. I just know one day I get a text from an executive producer. Her name's Luna. And she told me all about F-Boy Island. And I had never watched the show. Have you guys seen it like season one or two? Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had never seen it. But in talking to her and then I binged watch season two, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this show feels more light. This feels more my style. You have Nikki Glazer who's hosting and she's a comic. You have comics behind the scenes who are producers as well. So it just felt very much like a, a lighter version of reality dating. And there is a prize at the end of $100,000 up for grabs. So it's like, it just felt like a win, win, win all the way around. Can you explain the concept of like, yes. so I kind of know, obviously know the gist, but it's like, are you looking for a romantic partner or are you trying to fully suss out who's the F boy? It can, I mean, it's whatever you want. That's, that's, what's great about the show. It's whatever you truly want. So there's Got a, it. there's $100,000 on the line for grabs, each girl. And if you choose an F boy at the end, the F boy can choose to take $100,000 and leave you behind. The F boy mm -hmm. could choose to split it with you. And, you know, ideally maybe you get to explore your relationship further. If you choose a nice guy, it's an automatic split. Uh, in season two, this is a spoiler alert. If you don't want to know it, this is your chance to mute us. Um, one of the girls got to take all $100,000 and be a self-proclaimed F girl. Wait, why? How did that happen? There's, I mean, that, you can do whatever you want. This is, this is FY Island. There's no, oh, there's no rules here. Fun. Yeah. Your experience on FY Island versus your experience as the Bachelorette, which do you like better? Oh, FY Island, without a doubt. Why? And I I think there's a level of um confidence. Like you you now understand how it all works. You're like, I've been through this as a contestant, as a lead. 
I know how this works. So don't mess with me. Like, let's just be so transparent about our goals here, you know? And what was great about Alon and Bill and, you know, producers is they allowed that. They're like, okay, then let's just continue to have like open dialogue. We're not going to like manipulate you to do something. We're not going to hide anything from you or trick you. Like it really was a true, like organic reality show. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch it back because a lot of things just happened on their own. You know, we didn't need forced drama. We didn't need a plot twist. It was just like, we're just people dating like we do in the real world. There are F boys, there are nice guys, and there is drama that will happen naturally. How does like, I guess the F boy thing I'm confused about, how is someone a self-proclaimed F boy? Like they're just, are they purposely faking it? Like being nice to trick you? Yeah. So when, when you are cast as one of the guys, you have to come in and and there's a whole like legal thing. Like you are locked in as your self-proclaimed F boy or nice guy. And it's for your own reasons. There's no guideline. There's no, this is what makes it's like, what, if you think you're an F boy, then so be it, you know? And, um, yeah, you're not allowed to tell us like you can't tell anybody your, your status. Um, because obviously if you're an F boy, we, we don't want you here. Like from the get go, we don't want you here, you know, but right. if we fall for you and then later, cause there is a reveal towards the end before eliminations, if later we find out you're an F boy, but we've already developed feelings. Now we're like, shoot, what do we do? Is he going to choose me because we've developed this relationship Is our relationship even real? Is he going to split the money with me? Oh, Wait, I love it. I'm ask, so excited. Like, is it possible for an F boy to like have feelings for you and then switch over to be an, a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we call that a reformed F boy. So in previous okay. seasons, mm-hmm. there have been F boys who've made it as the final pick by the women and the women are putting all their trust in them. And then these guys go, you know what? I came here as an F boy, but you've changed me. You've shown me like what like love is, what it's like to, to be cared for and what it's like to be a nice guy, you know, and we call those reformed F boys. And what are the dates? Do you get like to leave with a guy and go on a date? Yeah. I mean, there's different dates that you'll get to see. You know, we are on this like so-called island. So they're just, they're less um, romanticized, which I kind of like, you know, it's not like we're on a hot air balloon in Paris, but we're Mm. like in a rowboat on a lake, you know, or we're like rock climbing and, you know, in this field. So they're just like less, it's less about the dates and the, um, Overdramatized version of love and dating. And it's more just uh, light and playful and funny. You know, I actually already got to watch the first two episodes uh, and they're hilarious. It made me so excited for the rest of the season. Oh, oh we're totally going to be tuning in. Maybe we'll do a recap of the first episode. Yeah. I'm so excited to see you. I mean, I think if their mission was to get Bachelor fans over by bringing you, mission accomplished because you were like the only reason why I'm watching it, but I'm so excited to try a new show that isn't forcing drama and letting like natural organic drama unfold. Because if that's our biggest critique of the other show, it's that like, you don't need to force this so much, just let shit happen. It's okay. So if that's what you're saying is happening more, I'm, I'm really excited to watch you. And is there a chance that you're not single then? I mean, yeah. From both shows, to be right. honest. You could be engaged so, I mean, to Blake again. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we are so excited for to see you on our TV twice. So yeah, much, Katie. I'm... What's going to happen after? I saw that. I saw your TikTok where you're like, um, you're going to try out <laughs> for the Golden Bachelor now because you're a professional reality dater. I mean, at this point it is paying my bills. So maybe, maybe I just have to force myself to stay single forever and just keep going on shows, fall in love and then break up. Right. It's a, it's a hard life to live ladies. Let me tell you. Gotta do it. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll wrap it there. Can we just plug the show again? So if people want to tune in, they know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every yeah. Monday on CW, you can watch F boy Island or stream it next day on the CW app or Hulu. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I'll watch it on Hulu the next day. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katie. This again, like this has been such a long time coming. We feel like we know you. You've been so awesome to follow along with and just so excited to see more of you in the thank rest you. of the year. Yeah. And good luck. We hope that you're like dating one of these guys. Look, I guess we'll <laughs> see. I don't know what to say. I have no comment. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll be in touch and maybe we'll we'll get a chance to talk to you later in the season. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you, you guys. Bye, Katie. 
And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, go and give us five stars. Go write a nice review. Go tell Goss that they fucked up by screwing us over. And join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram. And consider joining our Patreon because we have a lot of great extra bonus content for you, including the video version of that Katie interview you just heard. Yes. And lots of other stuff. And lots of other stuff. We recently did like a Bachelor News episode, which kind of covers the initial pregnancy scandal that Clayton's going through. So if you don't know what we're talking about in the beginning of this episode, go check that out. We also have an episode that's everything we know about the new season of Vanderpump. You guys really liked when we talked about Vanderpump stuff earlier this year. So there's more Vanderpump content for you. Also, we're open to suggestions. Like, I mean, I guess we can go and say this on our actual Patreon channel. But if you are listening and you are a Patreon subscriber and you have an idea, feel free to let us know if there's something that you want us to like dive into or see more. We're happy to take suggestions. Mm -hmm. And we love you guys and appreciate you supporting us. Also, speaking of our Patreon, you can get ad-free versions of this episode on Tuesdays by subscribing to our Patreon. So this episode comes out to the public on Wednesdays, but you can get it ad-free on Tuesday. Like, it's cool to be a Patreon subscriber. You get to, like, so know cool. what, get be in on the jokes earlier, not have to hear the ads. It's amazing. It's a good time. But speaking of ads, thank you to Hexclad for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, you guys can go to hexclad.com slash she's all batch, and that will get you 10% off your order of amazing cookware, pots and pans. If you don't know where to start, Start with Hexclad. They're great. Start with Hexclad and make chicken piccata just like Susan from The Golden Mm -hmm. Bachelor. Yeah, sound off in the comments below if you want my recipe. It's really easy. I eyeball it. I actually put that in the Facebook group that I just like mix a whole bunch of things and I'm like, oh, it's done. Oh, that sounds good though. It's good. It's, It's really easy. It's literally like butter, olive oil, lemon. Like that's the sauce. I want to cook something tonight. Maybe I'll chicken try piccata. chicken piccata. It actually is really easy. Pan. Yeah. Which pan did you use from Hexclad? The wide, I think, 12-inch pan. Wait, you know what I yeah. – a side note. What I really like about the Hexclad is their pans are deep. Like, it'll yeah. be for steaks or, like, chicken, but they're, it's deep enough that if it splashes, it's not getting everywhere. It stays within yeah. the pan. So, so another shout out to Hexclad for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see you guys Friday with our Golden Bachelor recap. Mm-hmm. And is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Goodbye, bitches. Bye.